Welcome to the Beers and Ears podcast. Here are your hosts, Casey Woolley and Matthew Brown. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Beers and Ears podcast. My name is Casey. And my name is Matt. Welcome in, everybody. We are I'm so excited. I'm not excited about this day episode. <laughs> it's, oh, not excited. Uh, yes, way to go, Matt. Way to, carry it. way to carry it from last week, where I am very excited, but that's because we have, I think, for the first time in forever, uh, a special guest on the pod. I can't, other than... Well, actually, I don't know the last time we had a guest on the pod, to be honest with you. It had to have been Amy, I think, at one point. I don't know. I know we're going to be doing the Mandalorian Roundtable coming up here soon. Um, but we have a friend of the pod, or in my case, brother of the pod, and our longtime host running of three years, my brother, Ryan Woolley. Welcome back, Ryan. Hey, guys. You know, you said for the first time in forever, I was waiting for Anna and Elsa to sing, uh, you know, in the castle. So oh, yeah. I'm waiting for that music to pop through. Yeah, so we have Ryan on um, because there's a couple of reasons. So we're doing a top 10 today, right, Matt? Um, do you want to tell everyone what our top 10 is going to be? So we decided to do what we think are the top 10 wastes of money on uh, at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we were talking a little bit beforehand that part of the challenge of this list is that there's some sometimes what people think is a waste of money is not what i think is a waste of money and, and let's take this outside of disney world like i love little toys and trinkets and other stuff like that and my wife is like why are you buying this like to her this is a waste of money mm -hmm. for me it's something that brings me great joy um and i, I same with like someone who goes to starbucks every day same, like same, i don't same like um with uh you know like custom made professional wrestling belts right right <laughs> okay first off <laughs> they... <laughs> They are ring ready. Okay. They are re leathered. <laughs> they are the real deal. And yes, they, they sit, sit in my basement and they look great and they are a topic of conversation. And to Matt's point, I have Power Rangers in a box. I yep. got Bigfoot in a box. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, 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 oh, I, I, I'm not one to talk. Dog. I am in my room of stuff right now of probably thousands of dollars of Disneyana surrounded by right now. So I'm not much one to talk either. So let's be but, very clear. Here. But with that said, we're going to give some opinions on what we think is a waste of money and give some like sound reasoning behind yes. it. It's not yes. just going to be like a, Oh, we hate this, but just uh, like, okay, here's, here's why this is a waste of, we think that this is a waste. Well, of. And money. I think part of this is that Disney trips are not cheap, right? Right. Disney trips are not cheap. They are a luxury. They are a deluxe experience, whether you stay at a value resort or not, they're a deluxe experience. So figuring out ways to maximize what you spend on, where you spend it, how you spend it, that's important because if you're not careful, you can go down there and literally like double the budget you spent just on the hotel on the stuff that you can get while there. Um, and so the reason why we have Ryan on is that of the three of us, Ryan is the most recently traveled to Walt Woo -woo. Disney World. Uh, and, and this is his second time. Um, the last time we had Ryan on, uh, we were talking about his experience there and it was a little bit different. The kids were younger. So before we even go there, Ryan, like, um go to this list um how are you feeling about your second trip and and just kind of walk us through that real quick uh correction uh fourth trip overall for myself fair uh, enough, a second fair trip enough. as an adult yes so second trip with the kids i went twice when i was in high school with the marching band but to, to answer your question i mean it was it was fantastic we absolutely loved it we stayed uh, i think it was seven days eight nights is how it broke down and it was uh, funny because we were supposed to leave we flew out early monday morning march 13th 
and it was a struggle, of course, to get to the airport. Originally, we were going to come home Sunday the 19th, and it was like a 5 or 6 a.m. flight. And I remember reaching out to you and said, look, can you crunch the numbers? What is it going to cost to stay one extra day, one extra day in the park with passes, and then fly out uh, that Monday in the evening? And you did all the numbers, and you found it was like $200 more than we would have had to pay to leave on a Sunday. And I'm like, that's money well spent. I don't care. And that's a great example of even something that could make this list right now is that one of the the reasons why you should really work with a travel agent in some degree is that they can give you the tips and tricks of what are the right days to leave. Leaving on a Sunday, flying on a Sunday is the most expensive day of the week to fly, hands down. To, To Ryan's point, when we crunched the numbers, all things net, net. It was $200 more for him to stay one extra night and get extra day of park hopping in versus just flying out on Sunday. That's crazy. It's absolutely <laughs> bonkers. Absolutely it's absolutely bonkers how that worked out. So and, like, and why, why don't we do that? Two o'clock in the morning to be to the airport by four, take the shuttle, you know, the, the tragical express over to the Orlando airport. So, yeah. um, but no, I mean, it was, it was awesome. It was a lot different this time. First time we obviously had you. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that Casey knows what he's talking about, <laughs> knows the park like the back of his hand. And so uh, when I went down with him in 19 with my family, when I went down with him in, in October, I've been there five times now, actually, um, because we went oh, yeah, October. because of our time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, three is an adult. But anyway, when we went down in October, I mean, like he, he shows me the ins and outs and we, we time everything perfectly. This time, my wife and I made a decision. We are not rope dropping we are not going at, uh, at, to try to hit every ride we're going at the pace of the kids we're sleeping in every day and it was great you know we slept in till 9 30 ish you know every morning got up had breakfast got to the park by 12 31 o'clock and where the old park closed and um the kids were ex- extremely happy we were extremely happy nobody was irritable so much more enjoyable this time even though it was still enjoyable in 19. And I think I think that goes to what we were just saying, Matt. There's no wrong way to Disney. There's just no wrong way to Disney. There are ways that you can make your Disney more efficient. And we're going to talk about some ways to make it also less expensive. But there is no wrong way to Disney. Um, before we get going, Matt, there's been some developments in the news on some ongoing news topics that we've been covering in the show. And Ryan, I'd love for you to weigh in on some of this, too. Um, did you hear about the, the dragon that caught fire last week at Disneyland, Ryan? I did not. So the phantasmic dragon at Disneyland um, had a little bit of a malfunction and the head caught fire and then eventually engulfed the entire dragon in flames during the show. Oh, so thankfully no one was hurt. They did everything they were supposed to do. They evacuated the cast. Um, But um, uh, they did say they issued a statement that all other effects, I think, throughout all of the parks in throughout the world that use that particular effect they were going to put temporarily suspend and not use that going forward it's the same kind of technology that the dragon in the three o'clock parade the festival of fantasy parade uses that steampunk dragon so for right the time being he's not blowing fire uh matt did you hear anything else besides that no, I think they're just taking a look at it and making sure that everything's safe. Again, they were very fortunate. Every, you know, it's very fortunate that nothing, you know, outside of like a big fire happening, which yeah. I, it was crazy to see the videos of like the people riding Splash Mountain when it happens. And so they're coming up over <laughs> and then they look over and, and it's just like it's on fire. And I'm like, wow. I, I can't imagine like, I you know, when you're in the 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 you know amphitheater, it's like, oh, I understand what happened. That's on fire because it's catching on fire. I can't imagine like I'm Ryan Splash Mountain. Look over, see Fantasmic. There's just like this thing on fire. Yeah, goodness <laughs> Not gracious. Happening. Not knowing what's going on. Yeah. Right? 
And of course, the other news, and Ryan, I don't know if you've been keeping up on this or not, but um, it's it's the DeSantis versus Disney uh, Lollapalooza down in uh, uh, Florida right now. Uh, the last time we spoke, um, uh, DeSantis was kind of flexing his mental muscles and was going to talk about how he was going to take these rights away that Disney took from the board and put into Disney's hands. Well, as of last week, Disney has officially slapped Ron DeSantis and the Florida government with a lawsuit on the fact that they're being uh, unfairly and politically targeted uh, for using their First Amendment rights. Uh, and what do you think? What do you guys think? <laughs> like, at this, oh my goodness. I mean, the fact that it took this long says to me that Disney didn't really want to do this, mm -hmm. that they were trying to figure out just and just kind of let this pass mm -hmm. and i and and that was kind of my opinion all along is like this is just gonna die because it's all you know this was some posturing and we postured and now we can go away and i think that's what disney was thinking they were like all right let him do his thing let him posture let him spout about how it's terrible that we're doing this and okay we get slapped with a couple different things here and there but we'll work around it and it'll be fine and the problem is that he just didn't let it go. And so at some point, Disney was like, no pun intended. Um, like we, 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 we can't continue on this. We're going to, yeah. we now have enough evidence that we can say, and it's not just like one thing, like it's, it's like there, some of the stuff that I saw was um, the regulation oversight that's specific to the monorail. It's not anything on Universal or SeaWorld or it, like it's it's specifically targeted at the monorail. There's other stuff that that is like it doesn't affect Universal or SeaWorld. It affects specifically Disney. And that's the stuff that they're going after him for. Ryan, I'm curious to know your thoughts, like you're not someone who's not as immersed in Disney and not as immersed in politics, just someone from an outside observer. What do you think? Well, I've learned a few things growing up. Uh, one, you never tug on Superman's cape. You never spit in the wind and you never mess with the house of mouse. And <laughs> clearly uh, DeSantis has not realized that. I can't sit here and tell you I know everything that's going on with it or why it's happening. All I know is if you're taking on a juggernaut that is Disney or if you take on a juggernaut that is the WWE or you take on a juggernaut that is a global empire, you better have your ducks in a row. And knowing politics the way I know politics, which isn't a lot, I don't think he has his ducks in a row. And all he's doing is putting egg on his face and further dividing Florida. What what I don't understand, and, and you know, to your point real quick, before I get to my point I was going to make, you know, Disney even says that in a lawsuit, they say that they're like, we are fortunate enough to have the means and the resources to bring this lawsuit versus other businesses that could be unfairly targeted by Ron DeSantis and the Florida state government that couldn't necessarily do that. To your point, I mean, Disney is a juggernaut. They are one of the largest if not the largest entertainment companies in the world and the amount of money and resources they're going to bring to bear with this lawsuit, DeSantis doesn't know what's going to hit him. I think the thing that just continues to boggle my mind, and we've already talked about it a couple of times, Matt, and is that the amount of money that this company brings into that state in tax revenue 
is mind-boggling. Why in the world would you want to pick a fight with one of the most beloved organizations in the world, but the one that literally is like, I think I, um, I, I read an article or heard a podcast that said the amount of tax revenue that Disney brings in on its own is more than any county spends in the state of Florida. Uh, ridiculous <laughs> it just I, boggles my mind i still think like again like this has come to a head i disney is going to last a lot longer than ron DeSantis is in the governor's <laughs> office i'm just gonna say that <laughs> but ryan would, would you would you label DeSantis a, a jabroni is that is that the terminology is a jabroni that's that's a safe one yeah i, I don't know how, i don't know how pc this podcast can be but that that fits the so fits the mold there it is that yeah we, we're, we're a family friendly podcast so we'll we'll leave it there <laughs> um all right speaking well, of money yeah yeah so <laughs> speaking of money transition and, 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 and trying to avoid giving disney as much of it as you possibly can let's let's transition to our list so um, as we have done with our top 10 list matt and i have come with two separate lists um we will probably have some overlap as we typically do ryan if at any point you have something to say about anything that we have brought to bear um chime in I, I would love to hear your opinion on it from your experience as well so uh matt i think you went first last time so i'm gonna go in and go first this time okay yeah go for it all right so my number 10 of the top 10 ways to waste money at walt disney world is renting a car there is absolutely no reason to rent a car when you are going to walt disney world uh, you can get transportation to and from the airport through Mears Connect, through the Sunshine Flyer, or you get even Uber if you just got a couple of you. That's fine. And then once you're on Disney property, it's complimentary transportation everywhere you go. If you rent a car, it's going to run you about $90 a day while you're down there to have it sit in the parking lot of your Disney resort. It makes absolutely no sense to rent a car. Ryan, you told me a story when you were down there about just walking down to the mirrors connect and, and something about seeing the, the rental cars and stuff. Can you. Talk oh my about God. That? Yeah, it was terrible. So um, as you call it, I'm sure maybe it's just a, uh, not just a term you guys use, but the Disney bubble, right? So you, you fly in, you take the connect over or, or the, the train over, get your luggage, and then you take mirrors connect. And so my wife and I, and the kids were walking through, you know, the, the second part of the airport to get to mirrors and all the rental car places. I mean, they, they were so deep in lines. The best way I can describe it is like, think Halloween time in a Halloween store or, Christmas time, like last minute shopping, the lines wrapped all the wow. way around the store. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. And you just think like, do, do they have a car? Like are they reserved one, but do they have one on spot uh, on site? So uh, I'm hundred percent with you on that. That's the one thing I love about Disney where it's like, once you hit the bubble, you're fine. Like you got a shuttle, you got the Skyliner, you got anything you want to use to go anywhere you want. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, obviously if you're booking a double vacation and you're going from Disney to universal, then maybe you pay for an Uber, but as, as you and I have talked about, you're running the risk of now an Uber's got to pick you up at the end of the night, and that makes it ten times harder as well. So I I think if you're if you're smart, you don't take a car or don't rent a car. And Matt, you've said multiple times when you're on a Disney trip, time is money, right? Yeah. And so you know, what, what are your I thoughts? See, I see rare occasions where it would work. Like I think if I'm taking a huge family trip and maybe I'm looking to subsidize some of the costs with doing like going to a grocery store, um, 
or something like but you that. You could do Disney. You could do delivery, though. Like, you don't I, even have yeah, to go I mean, out I, to like, that. Like, like, again, I'm deliver. saying rare, rare yeah. occasions where I can see it. But if it's like you and your family going down to do a Disney vacation, work, like find the workarounds, it yeah. absolutely will will not just the money of like I mean the obviously the money or rentals are expensive and I will call this out as well if if you know when when my wife and I first went on our honeymoon um we were under 25 and oh, I get yeah. this is a small you know small pot piece of the pie here but if you're young and you're trying to go rental cars are expensive because rental car companies think everyone under 25 is stupid which yep. I mean Looking back on me under 25, <laughs> I can't, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> one little note I want to add before we move on to the next one. Um, if in the event you absolutely do need a car for a day, maybe you want to take a beach excursion or something like that, you can actually do a rental. There's there's actually rental cars on property at Disney that you can rent for a portion of your trip. So, it's, so instead of having to do the whole trip and have a car, if you want to take a trip over to Daytona Beach, which is about an hour, hour and 15 away, you can rent a car for a day right off of Disney property and then return it to Disney property. So it's one of those things where you don't need to rent it for the whole time. You can rent it specifically for what you're looking for. Yeah. All right. What's your number 10, Matt? My number 10 is something I've talked about, but I still want to put it on here. And that's park hopper similar uh-huh. to the, um, similar to the, um, renting car. Like there's rare occasions where I can see, like, it makes sense that you want to have park hopper, but for the most part, there is enough to do in uh, in every park on a day. And even Ryan, to your point, if you're not going to go from sun up to sundown, um, you know, you can sleep in and then have plenty of time and plenty of things to do in the park from 1231 until close. Yep. And so then if I have a park hopper, if I'm hopping parks, if the parks were right next door to each other, I'd say, heck yeah, what a value. You can go in and out of parks. Like a Disneyland. Yeah. Getting out of the park and onto a bus or to your car or to whatever mode of transportation, um, even like the monorail to Epcot and, and Magic Kingdom takes time. I would say the one the one thing that's changed that a little bit is the Skyliner. The Skyliner game makes it fairly simple to get from park to park but that is just two parks though yeah um yeah. ryan i'm curious to know your thoughts because you had park hopper this last trip and you know to matt's point on a on a four or five day trip a park hopper is going to cost an additional 75 ish per person so for a family of five you know that that adds up pretty quickly that can be you know is that 450 dollars in savings if you don't need it did you feel you used the park hopper? Would you ever go back without a park hopper? What's your thought? We only used it the last day. So, mm-hmm. you know, we started at Magic Kingdom. Then we went to Hollywood the next day, took a break, then went to, I think it was um, Animal Kingdom and then Epcot, Disney Springs. And then the last day we stayed, or at least went to the parks, uh, we went to Magic Kingdom to start mm-hmm. and then hopped over to Hollywood to end. And that was fantastic because it allowed the kids to, to ride Space Mountain after mm-hmm. they got to experience Guardians. I said, well, if you like Guardians, you're going to like Space Mountain. Um, and then we went and did a couple other things at, at uh, Magic Kingdom that they wanted to do. Um, and then we jumped over to, to Hollywood, got to ride the Mini and Mickey Railway. Um, I made sure I paid for um, Star Wars, um, Rise of the Resistance and all that stuff. So, I, t- so, so t- to Matt's point, no, we didn't use it to its full value um, other than that last day, which 
was great because we the kids got to ride the ones I wanted them to see. I think this is one of those things where it really depends on the type of trip you're you're trying to take. Really, if you when I'm advising clients in terms of whether they want to park hop or not, if their trip is less than four days, I always tell them get a park hopper because. You can't do all four parks in less than four days unless you have a park hopper. So if they're only taking a three-day trip, unless they absolutely don't want to visit a particular yeah. park, it's okay. Here, you know, get a park hopper so you can visit, but have a game plan, right? If they're a kid, if they're a client with small kids and their trip is four days or more, um, I, I think you're right, Matt. One park a day is more than sufficient. It's after you've been once or twice where you don't necessarily don't think you're going to spend your entire day in one park that the park hopper starts to have value to it. Yeah. That's just a, I mean, that's a, again, very personal thing here. So, um, all right. Can I just go to my number nine? Yes, absolutely. So this is an, this is an odd one, but this is one I will, it's not a huge money saver, but it can be. And that is, is the biggest waste of money to get your own meal. Ooh, okay. Ryan, meals, you'll be able to talk about this. <laughs> meals at the Disney parks are huge. The portion sizes are big. And so like when I went for the one day with my with my kids and my niece and nephew and, and a bunch of people, my wife asked me for dinner, like, what do you want? I'm like, oh, don't order me anything. She's like, what do you think? Like, you're not hungry? I was like, no, 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 no. Just, just, I will, I will, I will get whatever is left over and I'm sure it will be more than enough food for me. And guess what? The kids didn't finish their tacos, went to the mm -hmm. Pecos bill. Um, the, the, there were still fries left over. There was still rice left over. I had plenty to eat. And even when me and my wife went, um, hang on one second. My children are playing in the basement next to me. Ah. I, we don't necessarily care, but I just, you know, quiet, quiet. I can voice. tell you, I can't hear them. So. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Um, so, um, you know, even though it was me and my wife, we would share. And then we can, again, I've said this on the pod, you can pack snacks. So if we were peckish in between, then we could, we could, um, you know, have a snack. And so I just think getting your own meal, people are like, oh, food at Disney's really expensive. Just share meals. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, he nailed it because after the the first culture shock of the seventy five dollar bill that we had or whatever it was, even at the resort, uh, I started. I ordered for the kids and Michelle, and then I would just take the leftovers and, as needed, I would fill up on the popcorn bucket uh, as we're walking through the park. Or um, I would grab, and I was going to bring this up later, but I'll just say it now: the most underrated snack at Walt Disney World is the cinnamon roasted pecans. Mm -hmm. Those are amazing. I love cinnamon roasted almonds. I went to the stand at Magic Kingdom. They were out of them. They said we have pecans. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. After that, I was hooked and I was buying pecans the entire week we were there. And they're fantastic. <laughs> I have to try those. I've never had the pecans. I always do the almonds. They're, they're so much softer. You still mm. get the cinnamon flavor. Ugh. Fantastic. That's and it's a match point. It fills you up. So, yeah. Huh. All right. Yeah. I, I'm, you know what? I'm with you. I, I advocate splitting meals whenever possible table service meals, specifically buffets. You're not able to do that. When you go to a buffet, you got to do an individual, but if that you go sense. to, but if like, you go to any yeah. other, yeah, if you go to any other table service meal or quick service, I think the one time I remember doing this with my mom, when we, when we went down, um, 
uh ryan i don't know if this was the trip with you or if this i think this was the trip with you when we were in animal kingdom and we stopped over at the harambe marketplace and mom and i just split a meal from there it was a quick service meal for like 14 dollars, but it filled both of us up there was just so much food there between my mom and i right so i'm, I'm with you well and that's and, the and, key sorry go for it ryan no i was just and, and to follow up with casey was saying really quick unless you're doing a character meal you don't need to do a buffet. You don't really need to do a meal. I mean, that in itself is a waste of money because you know what kids eat. You know what kids are are not, they're not going to touch going to Boma. You know, like we, we originally scheduled to go to Boma, um, you know, at Animal Kingdom. And I eventually canceled it because I'm like, you know what? To spend that kind of money, they're not going to get the value out of it. It's a great meal. But if you're going to Walt Disney World for fantastic meals, I don't know that you're doing that with kids. Like yeah, you're, you're that's pretty- a good point. If it's an adults only trip, maybe, you're, maybe, you know, if, right. Ryan, if it's you and I, or, you know, it's, you know, friends trip or whatever, different story, but you're going with an eight-year-old. They're not going to appreciate the zebra dope. I'm sorry. It's just not going to no. be. Well, a, you and know, even like, you know, if you're going tenders and mac and cheese, you know, if you're going to be our guest. Yeah. Like each of you get like, get, yes. uh, get what you want, like splurge on that kind of stuff. But right. like, you're right. Like you're, your quick service restaurant where you're getting burgers and fries and chicken nuggets, don't, don't spend it. And then yeah. Okay. $14 for a for a chicken nuggets and fries meal. Seems like this is ridiculous. $7 a person. That's, that's, that's a no brainer. That's a no brainer. I spend that at Culver's at home <laughs> Yeah, or more. <laughs> yeah. I'll say or more. <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm going to do my number nine now. Um, this one, Matt, or actually Ryan, I think you kind of briefly touched it as you were talking and we were talking rental cars, and that is an excursion to Universal if it's for one day only. Uh, Matt, you and I talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about all things Universal Studios, but if you want to go to Universal Studios, my recommendation to you is to make it a separate trip all together you can do right now i mean they got a promotion going through the end of may buy three days of tickets get two days free stay at a deluxe resort you get unlimited express passes like seriously it's like half the cost of staying in a disney or even i think a third of the cost of staying in a deluxe resort at disney right but where people get into trouble and they find themselves spending way more money than they need to is, oh, I want to take a one day trip over to Universal Studios because they think it's part of Disney to go visit Harry Potter. And they want to go over there. What they don't realize is a park to park ticket from Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure, which you need to see all of Harry Potter per person is like $250 a person. Versus adding on just an extra day at Disney will run you about a hundred dollars or so per person. So do the math. Do you want an extra day of fun at Disney or an extra day of fun at Universal where it's going to cost you two, two and a half times as much? Well, and that's the, um, and it's the same thing if you decided I'm going to do Universal and do Disney for a day. I mean, exactly. we did, we did Disney it. for a day and I can tell you it cost a pretty yes. penny. Yes. Um, for, a par- for a park opera, it's, 250 bucks per person, even without a park hopper, a one day ticket to magic kingdom on their regular days, not even their peak days. is like 150 a person. Yeah. It's insane. One day. Yeah. So I know you don't have too much to say about that, right? You've not been to universal, but I know it's on your, your plan. And you and I've talked about making that a trip all in of itself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when Nintendo super Mario land opens. Like, I mean, that's, that's a no brainer. I, like I'm, I've oh never, I was never a Harry Potter fan. I mean, would it be cool to see the minions and the Transformers and stuff with my kids? Absolutely, but it, it, it boils down to when Mario's ready, I'm there. The Donkey Kong roller coaster, baby. Uh, yes. Uh, All right, oh I'm gonna go gosh. to my number eight. Um, this is something that, uh, again, it's transportation related. 
the minivans, the minivans, I believe are a waste of money. They're cute and they're convenient and they will take you from one point in the park to anywhere else in the park. That is great. But they are like four times the cost of an Uber or a Lyft while you're on Disney property. And again, it's the convenience you're paying for. And I totally get that. But if you've got complimentary transportation to and from resorts to parks and whatever else, why would you want to waste that money on a minivan? And again, some people that's, that's how they choose to do it. And I'm not going to say it, but to me, that's a lot of money to spend on a one-way trip. Matt, anything you want to add? Yeah, to that? I, I, I agree. It's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> it's, it's also, there was one time where I tried it just for like to see did what you it really? was. Yeah. Um, I, it, it was too complicated. I couldn't figure it out. I just did the free transport. I was like, this is not worth it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, cause they don't have enough of the fleet to handle the volume of people that are trying to get one. So it's a little bit like what a virtual queue would be if there were 10,000 people trying to get in line for rise of resistance, but only 10 spots. Yeah. That's and, fair. and so it, it just, it just go stand in line. Like I, I it, it, the bus, they cram people in and it gets you there in plenty of time. And the, like it, it, it's fine. Yeah. And with the, with all the new transportation, Ryan, I mean, you, you were telling me that like that one night you got out of Hollywood studios and you were going to take the Skyliner back and you saw the line. Can you tell that story real quick? Yeah. So again, I'm not well versed in a lot of the stuff as far as what Disney does and doesn't do and what, what, what to expect. So when we left Hollywood studios, we were, we knew we could take the Skyliner or I thought we could take the bus. So we started walking out and we're seeing the Skyliner line and it's wrapped really far. I mean, I, I can't really describe how long it was. And even my wife's like, we don't have to take that. Do we? I'm like, no, I, we can still take the bus. And so we started walking towards the buses. And of course they told us, no, only only can take the Skyliner home, but it moved so fast. And I bet you we were back at our hotel before we would have been on a bus if we would have been waiting. I mean, I am very impressed with the Skyliner. I absolutely loved it. It's a ride in and of itself, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so that's been yes. fun. You can see the Epcot ball. You can see fireworks. The only downside to it, and I, my wife brought it up, and I think she was spot on, is there needs to be lights along the path. Um, kind of like traffic or um, street lights, if you will, illuminating certain parts of the the, the wetlands. Because otherwise you're just riding in complete darkness. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, to the, to the part about the buses, I mean, I think all three of us can talk about a time where we've left the park to go back on our bus to get back to the resort and we get to the bus station and there's at least a bus load or maybe even two bus loads of people oh. already waiting. You can start doing the math when you walk up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Am I going to get on this bus? Yes. Um, or, or you do the. Oh my God, that's our bus. Run, 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 you know, to get I'm to sure the bus. I'm sure we've all been there. I think we've all been there before, right? Because you don't want to miss the bus, right? You're waving, waving the bus driver down or whatever. So I, the point is, okay, minivans, I get they're convenient, but Disney has really done a great job about trying to open up other forms of transportation. So, all right, Matt, what's your number eight? My number eight, Um, this is kind of a boring one. Um, Stroller rental. Um, You can rent a stroller at Disney. But also, even if you don't want to travel with a stroller, you can very easily get a very cheap umbrella stroller at a local store um, very easily. Like, don't I, just I don't know. Like, I, I, I just don't I don't see that as it's like 13 some odd dollars a day. I think I saw um, like just buy. Or... Is that expensive? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't have owner stroller is 13 dollars a day expensive. Yeah. I mean, I can go out and buy an umbrella stroller for like, I don't know. 20 to 40 dollars 
probably less than that, depending on the quality of the small stroller that I need. Ryan, what do you think? You, you've, you've done Disney with strollers. In fact, this last time you'd probably did Disney with the stroller. Well, the first time I went 19, I was pretty naive. I'm like, we don't need a stroller. We'll be fine. And then you're like, <laughs> no, you might want to do a stroller. And thank God we did because kids t- feet get tired. It's a great place to put your bags, uh, your camera bag, your, you know, your wife's purse or whatever gift shop stuff. Um, you, this brought, time, you brought yours this time, right? This time we brought ours, which was fantastic because um, it's free to put on the airplane. You know, they don't charge mm-hmm. you for it. You take it up to the gate, the tag, yeah. you get right off the gate. Um, and same deal. I mean, the the baby, you know, she's two. Uh, she'll be three in July. You know, there was times where we just wanted to push her. So I wasn't carrying her the whole time throughout the park. And then more importantly, it's about the souvenirs and putting your water cups and everything else in it. So which you can't, which you with, can't do with the Disney stroller very easily. Those don't have little yeah, pouches. No. Like but your, your own, stroller. own stroller. I'm very pro your own stroller yeah. for the same reason, Ryan. Like you can put a lot of stuff in that stroller, including human beings. Yes. Um. But I think just the like, it's not that much effort. Like you said, you can gate check those things. Yep. So, um, literally, it's you drop it off at the gate and you pick it up at at you know when you get off the plane and put all your stuff. That's the other thing. Outside of the Disney realm, you can also then put all your stuff in the stroller. Just don't, don't, I know it seems easier to be like, ah, we'll just rent one when we're down there. It's not, it's not your stroller. It's not going to have your pouches. And then you're spending unnecessary money. Not to mention, well, then, you then, also have to leave it at the park. You, you right. can't. I was going to say that. Not only that, but if they're going back to your park hopping, if you park hop, you got to drop it at the front and pick up another one at the next park. Yes. Yes. Which is Whereas annoying. if it's yours, you just take it to the next park and you're golden. And, and dare I say, even if you have kids that don't need a stroller, you know, if they're 10 and nine and you got two, you know, two kids, 10, nine and eight, you still take a stroller. I mean, <laughs> Or, or, or rent a wheelchair. Well, <laughs> That's the other one. I mean, we, we went with mom, you know, in 19 and, and we had a wheelchair because she had the problem with her, her knee or her foot or whatever at that point. And, and even when she wasn't in the wheelchair, it was nice to have an extra seat for someone else to sit down yeah. in every once in a while. It, it is an inconvenience when you're trying to go up to a ride and there'll be like, uh, you know, stroller parkings over there. So when I was there with Casey in October, you tend to forget mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. didn't have a stroller like you did this time. And it was like, Oh God, I gotta go park it. But when I was there with him in October, didn't even notice the stroller parking. When I was there this last time, you notice how well done stroller parking is. Yeah, they mm-hmm. really have it planned out. They do. Um, so, um, all right, number seven. Number seven, um, ponchos. If it rains, go inside. Just go inside <laughs> for like 10, 15 minutes. Don't buy a poncho or go play in the rain. Sometimes yes. that rain is really welcomed. And Ryan, then you're shaking your head. And then in Florida, you will be dry in about 10 minutes because it's hot. I just, I, I like, don't, don't spend the money on ponchos. I agree not to spend the money on ponchos there. Just plan ahead. That's what we did. Yeah, we bought five ponchos yes. Yes. for like yes. three bucks a piece or two bucks a piece, put them in our carry on and then took them to every park just in case it rained. When oh, we yeah. were, when we were down there, when we were down, when I was down there for the VIP tour, it rained like crazy. We ended up getting like three Disney ponchos a piece for free. Like these things were like gold because they're like 20 bucks down there. Like it's absolutely insane because they've got the Disney and they're not the heavy duty ones like they used to be. They, they used to be really heavy duty. Now they're kind of thin and cheap. Like they're, they're not, you know, you just buy them from a dollar store. Like Ryan, like you said, for three bucks a piece from Target, the Coleman ones, you know, yeah. with with a lot of these things, it's not so much a don't. Like, don't bring it, but just 
prepare and think if you're if you're not one of those people that's that that likes the rain or wants to immediately put on a poncho that's fine just don't get caught at disney where you have to buy a 20 poncho. exactly all right my number seven is over at animal kingdom and it's over in dino world and it's all of those carnival games over there um <laughs> i get why they're there they're there to entertain you it's part of the theming it's like a good old-fashioned carnival and state fair but the odds aren't any better than they they would be if you were at a regular carnival there's still carnival games there's still the odd games the only thing that you might have going for you and again correct me if i'm wrong for those of you who played it i, I think everyone who plays there's at least a prize guarantee even if it's a small prize because it's disney i don't know but again the amount of money you spend on these carnival games again you're just forking over more money to be in a park that you're already paid to be in when you could be doing all kinds of other free attractions ryan i know blake loves these games i don't know whether he got to play any while you were there but but like this they're like a kid magnet and blake's no exception in that regard we we went over there we we had a good time at dino world just to kind of show them it they they rode the dino carousel thing that went around we let them play in the i don't know the, yard the dig the exhibit grape, whatever yeah. it's called and then we actually got to see you know donald and daisy um they came out the safari guys but nice. um but no i mean they they wanted to play them and they're like uh you know if we if we do the water shooting game someone's gonna get a prize and i said i know it's gonna happen when are you going to win? Someone's going to cry because you didn't get it. Then we got to play it again. And then you may not win again. I said, no, I'm going to, if we're going to buy something, we'll go to the souvenir shop. So 100% with you. Yeah. And, and I think is, yeah. um, Pixar pier has this as well. And again, that's part of the theming. And so yeah. there's Pixar themed, like our, like carnival games. And I want to say there is one, like you said, Casey there, that is like uh, everybody wins or winner every time or, or some, something like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's cool. The, th the theming is really cool. If you look at like if you look, especially Pixar Pier, if you look at the pictures, it's like, wow, that game looks really fun. But go to Six Flags, go to your local like you can very easily find if you want to play carnival games, you can find like I know uh, they're at the um, we live two minutes away from the fairgrounds. And the fair comes every year. And so if I want to play those games, I'll I'll pay $5 to get into my local fair mm -hmm. and then fork over the money, not fork over thousands of dollars to get into a Disney park and then fork over more money to play carnival games. Exactly. All right. My number six uh, is a actually a dining uh, spot at Walt Disney World. I've eaten there and it's definitely an experience, but from a Cost-saving perspective, waste of money. I do not recommend it. And that is Cinderella's Royal Table inside the castle. Um, I had the uh, ability to, to eat there once um, with some friends a few years back. And I get the appeal. You're inside the castle. You're meeting Cinderella. You're meeting a bunch of princesses. And you get to eat in the castle. Here's the thing, though, for the price that you pay to eat that meal, it's not a buffet. So we talked about buffets earlier, like buffets being character meals and stuff, and how if it's a character meal, there might be some value there. Now, you go to a, a Hollywood and Vine and in, in Hollywood Studios, for example, you know, it's it's, you know, $59.99 a person for adult. And I want to say like 45 or 49.99 per kid or something like that, right? You get the character meal, you get the all-you-can-eat buffet if you want from an adult perspective. Okay, fine. There's some value there. <clears throat> Cinderella's Royal Table is not an all-you-can-eat buffet. It's a, I think it's a three-course meal. You get like bread and like an appetizer and, and salad. You get your dinner and then you get your dessert. 
and they're very small portions. You're going to walk out of there hungry as an adult. The kids will be fine, but as an adult, you're going to walk out of there hungry. And it's um, $79 per adult and 40, uh, 40, uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. $79 per adult and $45 per child to eat at Cinderella's Royal table. So you got two, you know, Ryan, if this was your case, you'd be 160 just for you and Michelle, Lily and Blake would be another 90. And then Lexi, because she's under three, she'd eat free. But once she's over three, the next time you go, she'd be another $45. You'll better be cooked right. by Cinderella herself. <laughs> right. It just, it, 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 it defies in my mind, any rational reason why you would want to eat there. I, I <laughs> holy cow. Um, I, you think you'd ever take the kids up buffets there? Buffets are different. Buffets are different. Um, I, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, again, that goes to, to your point, Matt, you said it. I mean, this is a top 10 list based on our experiences. Some other people may say, you know what? I was a huge Cinderella fan. True. True. Want to get up there. Want to see it. Want to take my kids to it. Totally understand. Like this isn't to knock anybody. No. Um, but if I was to do that, then I would skip two other character meals. You know what yeah. I mean? And like that would be like the, the experience of the, of the trip kind of thing. Right. Like to, to Hollywood and Vine. That's the second time I've been there. Love it. Uh, food's good. I think the most underrated thing there is the ice cream machine. Um, I love the soft serve ice cream, you know, and then you can go back and get up and get as much as you want. Takes you back um, to DC one, right? Yes. <laughs> Takes you back to Dining Commons one, Eastern Michigan University, baby. <laughs> but it's just, it's one of those. Yeah. I, I, I would have a hard time swallowing that, that type of cost. Yeah. Yeah. So like Tusker house, you go to Tusker house and animal kingdom, same thing. Great food, great experiences. You know, you know, we've talked about how I think Tusker house is the greatest character meal on property. You know, it's similar to Hollywood vine, just a different type of food. So, yeah. All right. What's your uh, number six? Matt? My number six is real a... quick. Actually, I got to say, we have not had one crossover yet. No, we have. That's unusual for us. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious to see as we get closer, if we're going to have any, um, I have preferred rooms. Um, oh no don't tell me this yes so, oh i disagree with you but go ahead oh, we'll okay talk in a so second. um what i'm talking about is not like um a certain tier of resort staying at the most expensive disney resort to me is like is worth it like okay. if you want to fork that over that's fine i'm talking that okay let's say you're staying at all-star movies there are preferred rooms. And basically what that means is the rooms are closer to the food court main area. I pretty much just say, don't do the preferred room. You'll walk a little bit farther, but you get to see more of the resort. You get a nice, a nice little walk in the night. You, it, it's, it's nothing, nothing that you can't handle. Don't splurge on the preferred room. End of the, 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 I, I will agree with you to some some extent that there are some resorts that you don't need a preferred room. The All-Stars are a great example. The, the, there's not a lot of walking at any of the All-Star resorts. There's really not a lot of walking at the Art of Animation resort. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're usually well, and, pretty good. And, and Art of Animation is themed so wonderfully. Exactly. You might want to experience some of that. I mean, Ryan, when you were at, and I were at All-Star movies or whatever, sports, whatever one we were at, and, you know, we got to see, you know, a bunch of the cool different, uh, designs and, and theming it was kind of fun to kind of explore the resort but there are certain resorts and when you start to get up into the moderate and even deluxe where the resorts are so massive that in some cases you're walking a quarter mile from where transportation drops you off 
to where your room is at, or even a little bit more than a quarter mile. Uh, Coronado Springs is a great example. That resort is huge. So anything you can do to get closer or at least close to where one of the buses picks you up at is going to make life easier. Now, I will say there's one factor that's changed on this a little bit, which is the resorts that have the Skyliner now, preferred rooms have a little bit less to, less of an appeal because like, for example, Disney's Caribbean Beach if you're not in a preferred room, you still might be close to the skyline. Yeah. So like, there's a little bit of a, a, a thing there, but like I'm going to Port Orleans Riverside on, on Wednesday that we're flying out on Wednesday. Um, I don't think I have a preferred room. So I expect that I'm going to be walking quite a bit from where my, my resort room is at to where like the food court is at. And again, on an off day, that might not be a big deal, but when you're on your way home and you got a kid in your arms that you've been carrying from the bus and you got to get them in bed without waking them up, that preferred room might not be such a bad thing for a couple extra dollars a day, you know? Yeah, I, I think you're you're both right. If you're going with a family, I think if you splurge on the luxury rooms or the luxury resorts, you might be throwing money away. You go to the value resorts because it's a place to lay your head. They're themed right. Your kids are going to love it. Yeah. They're not going to want to walk as far at the other ones if you're going as an adult you know significant other honeymoon maybe family trip vacation whatever then maybe you kind of do the the luxury rooms or the closer rooms and you kind of and kind of build it that way but so i think you're both kind of right on that one i think and there's also like there's also not just preferred rooms there's pool view rooms there's lake view rooms there's wood view rooms and then my personal favorite is the ones closest to the magic kingdom are the fireworks view rooms where you can watch the fireworks right from now, your room now that that again now now you're talking about if if the only thing is you walk less i'm like i'll just walk more i'll save money and walk i'm already walking yeah. it's <laughs> like it's, uh, it's well you know i will there, i will tell you so i had on my honorable mentions i was going to put this on there originally but it was the pain for the premium parking at the at the um the parks so you can park regular parking and then you can park premium parking which is like those first like three rows closest to the entrance and it's like double the cost or something like that in my mind i'm like you're already walking the whole day like why would you bother paying for premium parking it just boggles my mind can i tell you a funny story about yeah, that yeah yeah so don't tell me you we, did it uh uh when no we didn't pay for okay it. uh when we went with um uh, my whole family, what, um, halfway through the day, my, um, uh, the, the, uh, mother of my nieces and nephews was like, I really want river, my nephew to be able to, um, to come and experience the back half of the day. So how are we going to like transfer car seats and all this other stuff? Um, you know, it was like this big complicated thing. So my father-in-law talked to one of the parking attendants is like, this is what I'm trying to do. And the person said, all right, what you're going to do, you're going to drive up there and say you have a medical issue and they're going to direct you into uh, into this into this <laughs> spot. So we we had just heard that this like that, you know, hey, we we figured it out. Disney was very helpful. I was like, oh, that's so great. What a great heartwarming Disney story. We walk out at the end of the night. And my father-in-law is parked in the first row, first spot. Oh, wow. Right there. <laughs> wow. So, um, so uh, I will say 
that was pretty nice. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I it definitely. I mean, you're paying. You're definitely getting what you're paid for. But I just, I think it's one of the ways you can save money. So yeah, yeah. All right. What was your number uh, five? My number five. Um. Okay. This is this is one that again, like, if you're buying these, I'm not against it. I just am. I just don't see the value in it. And that is all the glowy things. Yes, that come that's on out my list night. too. I have it. That's her first crossover. Uh, what number, do you have it on your? My list? number three. Okay. Okay. Well then go for it. You're higher. Go for it. I, I'm sure we have the exact same rationale. All the glowy things that come out at night, A, they're overly priced. They're absolutely obnoxiously priced. B, you plan in your head, oh, the kids are going to bring, we'll be able to use them tonight and tomorrow night and the next night. The kids never bring them from the hotel. They stay back at the hotel because they forget them for the very next day. So you get one night out of them or the battery starts to die on them or the kids lose interest in them. And I have one just little hack bring glow sticks with you, bring glow sticks, bring some stuff from the dollar store. And they're just as much fun that you can have in the parks. And they're going to cost you a fraction of the cost. Ryan, what do you think? Well, I, I think, I think you're wrong. Um, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Even my dog's barking. She thinks you're wrong. So I agree with you. They are overpriced. I believe they were $32 per. Oh my God. And I have three kids. So you do the math. So uh, we did not buy them until the night we went to Fantasmic. They okay. kept, kept asking every day. I told them no, told them no, and then eventually uh, purchased them for Fantasmic. Um, when you and I were there in October, you, you made it known that, sorry, my dog is. That's okay. Thing. Um, is that Bailey or Coco? That's Coco. Okay. So you had made it known that you don't like the bubbles. Well, that's on my list. That's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as we're walking through, I told my wife that story and she's like, you know what? I think uh, Casey's right. I think I hate the bubbles. Um, <laughs> but no, it, as for the glowing part, yeah, you could bring it. I've done that with Monster Jam when it comes here to Detroit. Instead of buying a $20, you know, little figure of a monster truck, I go to Walmart, pay $5 and I give it to him on the way there to save the money. Um, but no, I, I think that's just one of those magical things that as a parent, you'll look back on and you're glad that you did it at that time. You may hate spending the money, but when you get those photos, there's a photo I have from last time we went in 19 of them at Fantasmic. And I took another one this time and I want to put them side by side because you get what 15 shots of doing that, you know, until they kind of outgrow certain things. That's fair. Um, That's fair. I think I'm I'm speaking, speaking from the experience of just as an adult who doesn't have kids. So I 100% it's a waste. And then you get to walk (laughs) through all the bubbles on the way to whatever attraction you're trying to get to. All right. So that was your number five, Matt. Yeah. Um, So what's your number five? So my number five is face painting. Oh, so I didn't didn't have that. Good. Yeah. So, so I'm of the belief that if you're going to buy a souvenir, it should be something that Yes, it's an experience. Don't get me wrong. Face painting is an experience, but something that's going to last longer than just the day that you have it, or even the couple of hours that you have it, especially depending on what time of year you go. If you do a face painting in August, that face paint is going to last maybe two hours with how much your kid's going to sweat with that paint on They're wiping their face or God forbid you go on a water ride or you go through the, the Casey's splash zone and magic kingdom, right? That stuff's going to start to roll off. It's going to get in their eyes even, right? Um, yes, it's cool in the moment. I don't even know how much it costs. I don't know, Ryan, if you guys did face painting when you were down there or not, but I would imagine it's gotta be at least 20 bucks to get your face. Yeah. We did it at the resort the last day we were there getting ready to check out. I didn't want to do it. I'm with you. That's actually on a list that I had. I, I think it's, it's pointless because yeah, you, you put it on, you can't see it as the person wearing it either. Now they, the, it doesn't sweat off as much as you're saying because of the quality of the paint they use. Okay. Okay. 
but it's just it's still the point of time is money matt right so you already said that but so now you're going to take time to stand in the line where you could yeah. be waiting for a ride or you could be doing something else and then you're going to pay money for basically something you're not really getting the value out of yeah i just don't like face painting you don't take it home with you. i would i would say if you're going to wait in line to have someone do like a drawing like that do one of those like caricature drawings or something that could be a fun yeah. souvenir i remember we did that when we were at cedar point one year and i think mom still got those you know floating around the house somewhere that could be a lot of fun you can also get other personalized things like those umbrellas in yes, the china the, yeah, pavilion yeah. like there's other personalized things that if you're wanting something with a little bit of a personal touch you can still do the that silhouettes you can, that you can take home versus um, just that's on your face and like you said they don't even get to see it like everyone else sees it but you don't get to see it and it's on your right. face you know so all right well that was my number five my number four was the aforementioned bubble wands <laughs> oh boy all right <laughs> do you just are, do you just not like bubbles <laughs> so First of all, we sold these at the Disney store and we sold these when we got these in, Matt. Remember how crazy this was People after would... my time. Oh, this was after your time. Okay. Yeah. We got the big bubble wand machine in and, and we had the aerial one and the sorcerer Mickey one and all this stuff. And we sold them. I want to say maybe $5 cheaper than you'd get them at the parks and people would come and buy them and they would take them out of the parks. And, and well, frankly, they'd take them into the, the mall and they'd be blowing bubbles in the mall. I'm sorry. It's somebody who wears glasses. There is nothing more frustrating than walking through a cloud of bubbles when you're walking down Main Street USA or Sunset Boulevard or, or Hollywood Boulevard, or it's it's 90 degrees and you get the stickiness all over your face because you're walking through the bubbles. And I can't help, I can't help, but just watch these kids who have their thumb on the bubble and, and they're just doing this. And they're not even looking at them. They're looking over here while the bubbles are trailing behind them. And all I can help is like, cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Like all the dollars just flow it out. Because it only lasts for about five minutes if you hold that thing for the entire time. And then you either got to go buy more bubble mixture or your kids start screaming or all they have at that point is the the noise that some of them make or the lights that flash or whatever. But from a, from a, um, Guest perspective, I just can't stand them, but I do think they're a lot of are a waste of money because again, they'll they'll look at them for a little bit, and then at some point they start looking at something else over here, and they're not focused, but they're drowning their sorrows in the bubbles at that point, you know. I think there's just better light up. Like if you're gonna go the light up route, there's better light up things. Agreed. Yeah, Ryan, what do you think? See, I'm okay with the bubbles only oh. for the sense like there's something there's an aura when you're walking through the parks and it's becoming dark and that's when the machines start to come out all those stands you walk by them and they're all lighting up and and the kids are just fascinated by the bubbles to what you you are right to a point where people the kids will be looking one way and they're all blowing and the winds hitting us in the face the other way but like when you watch a movie there's just something about watching a movie with someone's at a fair and the lights are on the on the ferris wheel and and Agreed. that's where i that's where I kind of get it, where it's just I, I love that scene walking down Main Street or being at Fantasmic or, or being somewhere where it's dark and the bubbles are going, the lights are going off. Um, it is two dollars and fifty cents to refill those stupid things. Oh, that's cheaper um, than I thought. That's oh, actually uh, not bad at all. Even, I was thinking even it'd be the, like five or six bucks. Even the cart lady told me she's like, uh, don't buy them here. Go to Walmart and refill them there. Um, but my, my kids lasted the whole time. And, and the downside is when you get them home, mm -hmm. because my daughter the youngest daughter that's almost three wants to blow them in the house, which is fine to some extent. However, 
when they're blowing out in the middle of nowhere in Florida and they're landing on concrete, not a big deal. When they're starting to pool and puddle on a hardwood floor, guess what happens? <laughs> yeah, people slip and fall. So uh. it's 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 it was it's cool to have it there, but when you bring it home, it's when, when the the issues happen. But I I think they're awesome. I I highly encourage at least buying them. It, it's worth the it's worth the thirty bucks per person per per kid. It per is kid. per person. Per but kid. again, sometimes it's a once in a lifetime trip, and that's that's how we went yeah. into it this last time. It yeah. was more money than we wanted to spend on souvenirs and food in the trip. But I'm like, you know what? I don't know when the next time we're going to be here. It took us four years to get back. Maybe. Maybe it'll be maybe next year. I mean, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I have an itch to go back. So. We, we, we've adopted Ryan into the cult. Yes. It's finally happened. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan is secretly <laughs> scrolling through my Disney experience, looking at the, looking at the attraction. Looking times. at wait times when yes. you have no plans to I go there. I myself. do that all the time. Like, why I, am I, looking I don't at know why times. I did it. <laughs> Just like, really, Ryan? <laughs> Well, that's okay. Matt actually makes dining reservations with absolutely no plans to go. I, I can't do that as much anymore, but <laughs> I used to do that. Yeah. Like, ah, you know what? I got the, the amount of reservations I have had at the Be Our Guest restaurant is, is <laughs> astronomical. Well, with my annual pass now, I actually have started looking at, okay, what are some weekends I can fly down on a Friday and come back on a Sunday or fly down on a Thursday and come back on a Saturday or something because and, and do those random things. So, all right. I've got two left. My, my number three was the glow toys. So you've got how many left? Three. I've got four. You've got four left. So let's yes. do your, let's do your, whatever you got. Uh, bottled water is uh, my number four. I didn't have that one, but good call. Okay. First of all, one, you can go up to any restaurant and say, can I have a glass of water? And yes. they will give you a glass of water. Second, if you are not for free. a tap for free, for free, yes, for free, they will give you a glass of water for free. Um, now I get it. Some people are not tap water people. Um, this is where to go back to the, to Ryan's point, prepare you can get fabulous filtered water bottles and there are countless water fountains all around that you can fill up your water bottles. Yep. Do not spend the $7 on a, on a water bottle when water is free. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's, I think Disney. it's, um, I think it's four fifty for a bottle of water and five fifty for a bottle of soda pop. So yeah, I like, thought it was cheaper, Lena. I, th I thought it was three fifty for water this maybe, time. Maybe maybe it's three fifty and then four fifty for what pop. I I, I know it's, it's cheaper. Ridiculous. Well, and and something yeah, that what, Disney like, whatever has it is, been, it's ridiculous. <laughs> something that Disney has been doing. They've installed it at Epcot. We talked about it last time. Is they've installed those self serve soda machines now, so you can also refill water there. Um, uh, Ryan, you know you 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 had told me the story about what the cast member. I think I shared it last week, but go ahead and well, tell us your story there about that. Well, so we, we bought the, the cups that you would have at the resort. And of course, we didn't go back to our room. So we took them to the, the Epcot that day. And my wife and the two kids were on Guardians because the one cast member wouldn't let us do rider swap with both kids. So I said, then you just go with them. And so I took the baby and went just walked around. And so I got my wife a Starbucks and I was walking through and I happened to see the, the pot machine. I was thirsty. I'm like, you know what? I know I'm not supposed to fill it up. I think I'm going to fill it up. And I walk by it. I see a couple of cast members walking around. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. So then I walk out and for some reason they were clapping as I walked to the door. I don't know if it's something they always do with that restaurant. I, I don't know what it was called, but I said, uh, just out of curiosity, am I able to fill these up over there? And they said, well, you're not supposed to, but we're not going to tell you you can't. <laughs> and I'm like, so am I going to get in trouble if I do? We're not going to tell you that you can't, but you're not supposed to. And I'm like, <laughs> I have to use this bank. I have to use this language a lot when, when I, I remember there was one time uh, where I was throwing out something for um, 
at the, I was had to throw something in the dumpster because um, at the Disney store, if something was damaged, we, we had to get rid of it. And it was one of those giant Sven's and it was something really trivial of why it was broken. Um, and so somebody else from the mall was down there and they're like, why are you getting rid of this? I'm like, because it's, it's broken as, as like, I have to get rid of it. They're like, well, you could just do this. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I, I can't. And they're like, well, can I have it? I was like, I'm going to turn around and throw garbage in here. Um, if, <laughs> if it's gone, when I turn around, there's nothing I can do. I can't imagine somebody wanted to pick through that garbage that, 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 remember how nasty Woodfield's garbage was. Well, see, that was the key is I hadn't thrown it in. Oh, there. okay. Like okay, it was, okay. I, I was waiting to throw it in. Gotcha. And so, oh, okay. that was disgusting. I that, 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 oh, oh, anyway. All yeah. right. All right. So, so, all right. You've got three left. What's your number three? Okay. My number three is popcorn. Oh, not popcorn buckets. Popcorn buckets are worth it, but popcorn. Popcorn is super cheap and you can get it at home all the time. Like I can understand like the cinnamon roasted pecans. I am not cinnamon roasting pecans at my house. That's not (laughs) happening. Uh, Nice special treat there. Uh, Mickey ice cream bars. Absolutely. Get those Mickey, you know, go to the main street confectionery, get a nice treat. I don't get why you'd want to spend a huge amount on normal popcorn. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with you on this one, Matt. And Ryan, based on your look, I don't think you do either. So I'll let you take the helm here. Matt, I, I love you, dude. I think you guys do a great job, but you, you are so off on this. So, <laughs> Convince me. Popcorn. If you want to pass on Disney magic, I have to give a shout out to whoever the lady was. Don't know who it was. We arrived. They were leaving. They said, we wanted to give this popcorn bucket to a family. All you got to do is go up and refill it. And it was a couple bucks every time. So if you buy a souvenir bucket, you want to take it home. I understand it. Buy the souvenir bucket, use it for you and your family and pass it on to the next family that's arriving. I think that would be a cool tradition for a lot of Disney people within this organization that you keep referring to. Casey. I think to your point, uh, uh, Matt, I mean, you were saying that, you know, yeah, a large tub of popcorn in and of itself is really expensive. Like, I think it's like six bucks or something like that for, a, but you buy the popcorn bucket and it's like, it's like what, two fifty or three bucks to fill up now, a popcorn bucket. Now yeah, see, that it's... I'm more in favor of because okay. now I'm getting this really cool popcorn bucket and one to $2 to fill it up. Not, not well, expensive. The other thing about popcorn though, too, Matt, and, and is that it can save you money too versus other snacks. A Mickey bar, you have to buy a Mickey bar for everyone in your group at six Thank bucks you. a piece. You know, seven, you got seven, seven bucks, bucks a gonna, piece. I was just going to bring it up. Like that, that is the most overpriced. Well, that is, that, that was on my list. That's one of the two things that I cannot but stand. But it's, it's shaped like an Mickey. ice cream bar with a mouse face on it. And it's <laughs> seven bucks. And you got to give it for your entire family or you try to share it. And the one starting melting with one kid and then they're not eating the other. And that's the most overpriced thing to eat. Yeah, so I'm just saying, so 35 bucks for one snack for your family, or even if you go with a large popcorn bucket, bucket uh, popcorn uh, uh, treat, seven bucks for your family, and everyone gets to share a little bit of the popcorn. I get it. It's popcorn. I totally understand. Popcorn. But I, I just think you actually end up wasting more money going the other direction. Yes, you get a little bit more food. I get it. That was another thing on the VIP trips. The Our VIP guide, she was awesome. I think we had... I think two different, we had two, we, all of us got Mickey bars twice for free. And we got like some fruit 
snack for free or fruit fruit pop for free when we were in Animal Kingdom and we got some like we got all we got water for free while we were there. Like it was it was pretty cool with the VIP trip. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I just maybe I, I will also admit that popcorn is not my favorite snack. Okay. So okay. it may have also been a vendetta I'm a popcorn, against popcorn. I'm a popcorn guy. I like popcorn. All right, yeah. what's your number two? My number two is balloons. That's my I, number one. Okay, Thank go you. for it. Okay. Go for it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, <laughs> children of all ages, you do not need a bleeping Disney balloon. End of story. You don't need it. It is a waste of money, even with the little glow thing inside. I'm sorry. A, number one, you can't take them on the plane. You're going to have to deflate the darn thing. It, you're going to have it for the trip and the trip only. Do they make great? atmosphere like ryan was talking about when you're walking down main street usa absolutely in fact on the on my phone if you look at my phone right here i'll show it to you guys i got the disney balloons that i took a really cool picture with the with the castle in the background it looks awesome they look great they look great but one of three things is going to happen number one you buy it for one kid every kid's going to want one right what are they 15 bucks a piece right um, it's 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 pretty high like 15 20 bucks a piece so that's 45 dollars at a minimum for um balloons number two even though they're a mylar balloon which i will give them credit they're they're going to last longer than any one day they're not going to last longer than a couple of days they're going to start to deflate right that, so number two you don't get them forever you don't they're not going to last forever yeah you could deflate it and maybe put it on your wall or something as the disney trip or maybe have your character's sign it or something i don't know if that's even a thing but the thing that's actually going to happen probably more times than not is it's accidentally going to get let go and fly off into the sky and then you've got a meltdown happening and then the worst part is when you are by someone who doesn't have a balloon or who doesn't have a balloon when you're the other person and you're standing behind somebody who has bought a balloon and you're trying to watch a show and this thing's bonking you in the head they are the most obnoxious souvenir at walt disney world don't buy them. They're a waste of money. They are a, a nuisance. And frankly put, you're not going to get a lot of enjoyment out of them other than the day that you buy it. Anyone have anything else they want to say? I, I, I No notes. That's exactly <laughs> like that. Exa I also just hate the sound of balloons. So that gives me the heebie-jeebies. So, ah. uh, um, yeah, I, well, I don't. Not to mention, I mean, you, you touched on it. Like you, you have to deflate it as well, but when you go on a ride, you got to tie it to your stroller or you got to mm -hmm. tie it to the person that can't go on a ride. And, you know, I, I just looked it up as, as you were talking. And so it's anywhere between 12 and $18. So whatever, <laughs> whatever the cost is now, but like, again, it goes to tangible things you can take home. If you're spending $20 on face paint, you're not getting something to take home. If you're spending 12 or $18 on a balloon, like you said, deflate it and put it on your wall. I mean, like what, what good is that? Like balloons are cool for a little bit, but, even at a birthday party they just become annoying at some point you pop them they deflate yeah it, it's that that was one of the the most i think that was the, i'm on top of my list as well you mm. can go to party city and get disney balloons i get it they're not as you know cool as at the disney park you can get a disney balloon for not that much yep you can get 10 disney balloons probably for the amount that you would spend <laughs> Well, we have arrived to our, our last two. I, this will be your number one and my number two. So I'm going to give my number two here. Yeah, Matt. go for it. Um, these This is more of just a practical thing because it's so easy to lose this. And this is any toy that has small pieces, fig sets, Legos, um, anything that you've got to build or comes as a set. 
I'm not saying don't buy it, but don't buy it early in the day or early in your trip. Buy it towards the end of your trip as something they can play with when they get home or play with back in their resort. Don't let them open it when they're in the parks, because what's going to undoubtedly happen is they're going to lose one of those pieces and then the toy can't be used. They're going to be upset or they're going to be frowning or they're going to be frustrated. Then suddenly you might have to buy it again because they lost the piece. And so the fig sets, um, uh, anything that's got small pieces, and I'm not talking like just cars on their own, those are fine, but like anything that's like small and they got to keep track of five, six, 10, 15 pieces, don't do it early. Don't do it in you know the beginning of your day. Make it one of the last things you buy. Don't let them open it on the bus. Don't let them open it while they're out in the parks. Open in the resort only, stays in the resort. Otherwise, don't buy it at all. Ryan, what do you think? I, I agree with you. I just like Blake wanted the star Wars figure packs, which mm -hmm. is awesome. Like I, uh, to me as a kid, I would have hated them on the stands. Like I just want the figures. I don't want them where you can stand them up on, on the mm -hmm. stands. I'd want to rip those stands off so you can move their legs. But those sets are kind of cool because you get all of the characters at one time, but exactly what you're talking about, you get, you know, 10, 12 of those guys. He wants to open them in the park and then you leave one on a, on a bench that you're sitting at or mm -hmm. it falls out of the thing. So yeah, I, I totally get that. Um, but, and my big thing to the kids was, look, you see it in this shop, you're going to see it 16 other times throughout the course of the four parks we're going to go to. And if you don't see it here, going back to park hopping, well, then maybe we'll have to park hop back to that location and go pick it up. And that's usually the case with the toys, for sure. I know we said on the podcast about souvenirs, like if you want it, buy it. Toys are probably the one thing that's probably the exception to that, because a lot of the times the toys are going to be the same from one park to the next. There are some exceptions to that. But for the most part, I agree with you on that. Uh, toy wise Matt any thoughts on that um yeah I mean you know I I, I it kind of dovetails into my number one so I'll I'll I'll, I'll make Let's my number it. one and kind of tell you my point of this and this is my number one is non-park specific t-shirts yes yes like so just t-shirts with a regular old character on them you can buy Disney t-shirts a lot of places and nice Disney t-shirts at a lot of places. Mm -hmm. You go to Kohl's right now, you can buy some graphic tees for 10 bucks. Yep. You try to buy a Mickey shirt in uh, on Disney property. You're going to pay like, I don't know what, $40, $30. I mean, I'll put it this way, a lot of money. And if it's not a t-shirt, it's even if, like if it's a higher end type clothing type thing, you're going to spend a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Whereas, shopdisney.com if you're like no i want to officially license disney merch okay you can go to shopdisney.com beforehand but also i mean go to your local target walmart kohl's whatever jc penny you can jc penny you can get a whole week's worth of great disney t-shirts for less than you'd pay for one t-shirt less yeah. than you pay for one now i get it if it is a um a park specific one that like is celebrating uh festival or an anniversary or something along those lines i get it like that to me is okay because that's you're not finding those in your local target walmart whatever but when it's something that like oh we're just buying a moana shirt here it's like you can get a moana shirt at home that's official disney okay yeah you're not getting it at the park so to speak but just you can find that kind of stuff elsewhere um, so just like it, 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 I do not understand why anyone would buy like a carrot, just a regular old character shirt at the parks 
I could get it if you couldn't get it anywhere else, but because you can get it at home for way less, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And and I think I think you're dead on that because we before we left, we did. We went shopping at Kohl's. We went shopping at Old Navy. Old Navy is underrated for Disney stuff. That's we found right. tons of kids shirts and stuff, not only for our three-year-old, but our uh, now 11 and our eight-year-old. And we found a couple matching shirts because we went during St. Patrick's Day for, you know, we had like feeling lucky and Irish type stuff. Um, but yeah, Kohl's 100%, those graphic tees. I think Casey, uh, my one of my favorite shirts right now, it's an all Disney villain shirt. Mm. I don't know if you got it from Kohl's or not. That was I, uh, Target. But I mean, it's fantastic. It's, it's It looks like it's something you got at the park and I got multiple compliments on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the only thing I did notice when I was down there, because the last time I had bought a Disney sweatshirt was when we went in 19. Um, it was on one of the colder days. And I find you can find a lot of hoodies, the pullover ones, not a lot of zip up ones. Mm-hmm. And so why I ended up settling, I ended up getting an Everest one uh, because it, it fit me really well. Um, at the the Everest one, it, it was an Animal Kingdom, I think. Animal it is. Kingdom, yeah. Expedition Everest, and so like that's a pretty cool sweatshirt. But I did notice, like, so if you want a sweatshirt, definitely make sure you, you get one before you go, because uh, unless you're okay with pulling them over your head, I think the zip up ones are better for Florida because of the up and down nature of the weather. It yeah. might be, it might be also the style that they're going with right now, or even just the time of year as well. It's coming out of the winter True. season before you know summer season. I don't know, but I, I we, we talked about that in the, the, the top ten souvenirs uh, episode, Matt. Where when I buy clothing, I typically look for something more than a t-shirt, either a hoodie or a jacket or a hat right um ryan you said you had your own list is there anything on your list that we missed there was a couple that i just want to quickly bring up um first and foremost i I, it's hard to say this is a waste of money because you do use it but i can't stand the way disney does pop um with the souvenir cups at the resorts and how we can't use it at the parks like it should be one and the same like you buy that cup you're not getting a lot i mean that's probably six ounces of pop it's not a lot of pop at all no also costs Nothing, nothing nothing they got the contract with coca-cola nothing <laughs> so i i think that's it just it's it's stupid that you have to pay 550 for you know a, a can of pop and then a 20 dollars or whatever for that souvenir cup you only can use at the resort and then it becomes a hassle because again you go to breakfast and you either have to go back to your room or you're carrying around with you all day which again mm-hmm. goes back to our stroller conversation or the preferred room conversation <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, the other two that you didn't bring up that I just wanted to kind of throw out there, um, we were talking about character uh, meals. I think you could probably do a deep dive between the two of you of the best character meals to do, or maybe you guys have already done it. But I think Ohana was the worst one we've ever had. Um, <laughs> it was cool to see Stitch. And it was cool to see Lilo. But the breakfast was terrible. Didn't care for the um, pineapple rolls that they bring you. The orange drink is like drinking vomit um you know and sorry disney (laughs) (laughs) i i just said like we granted you can get pop there so we end up getting pop and water but like so we got to see mickey and stitch and lilo and i want to say goofy was there um i think it was or maybe it was pluto either way so like it was cool to get the autographs. That's what my kids are into. But like, if you were to rank them, I would put that one at the, the worst experience. we've had. There are not a lot of character meals on property. I think honestly, Matt, that could be a fun episode, like approach it, not as a yeah. top 10, but like, like, r- like a rankings episode of the character meals on property Yeah, to kind of come at it from that. We've already established that Tusker house, the, the character me- me- meal in animal kingdom is the best character meal on property. That was my convince me 
what three years ago now. I was gonna say a long um, time. That was ago. a while ago. That's still my favorite. Um, I've never done Ohana character meal. I will say Ohana lunch and dinner. It used to be pretty good, but then they came back and they've changed their menu up. And I've heard mixed mixed bag. But yeah, that'd be a fun episode to do. Would be like, is it worth it? Just like I said, Cinderella's royal table not really worth it like that's a lot of money for you know unless you absolutely want to meet all those princesses at once it, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense so i'm with you on that one right what's your uh, other one? The, the other thing i'd really quick just to kind of follow up on that um when we were walking around epcot this kind of just came to me um i am a big turkey leg guy mm-hmm. and i've never uh, had one i've never had one I, I, when we got, when we've been to the Renaissance Festival here in Michigan, I always get a turkey leg and I, I try to get a turkey leg if I ever see them. So we were walking around Epcot. Again, I didn't eat much because I was letting the kids eat and I was eating their scraps just to kind of save money. Saw the turkey leg and got it. I ate half of it. It was okay. It wasn't the best thing I ever had. Um, and I don't know 100% if that's what gave it to me, but I had some really bad indigestion. Um, well, I would worse, imagine that probably didn't yeah, help. <laughs> worse, worse than I've ever had. And so I will forever remember Ohana now is the place where we had to get some Pepto-Bismol and a few other things just to kind of get through the rest of the day. Ironically, it's so funny. When I had Ohana, when we went like six years ago, I was having stomach issues that carried with me from home. I had the stomach flu a couple days prior. So that's so funny that that's happened to both of us at Ohana. I've not done a turkey leg. I love turkey. And the idea of a turkey leg sounds okay. But the idea of a turkey leg in 90 degree heat in the middle of Orlando, Florida, <laughs> waving it around, there's this giant thing with the fat falling off of it. I don't, I just, I don't know, man. That's where you lose me. I'm like, wait a minute. So I'm hot and sweaty. And I'm going to eat this giant turkey leg that's greasy and fatty. I'm going to eat it, have greasy and fatty fingers and face. And I'm just walking around. Like, it just, that sounds like an awful time. Again, like you said, Ryan, at a Renaissance fair here in the Midwest, you know, maybe it's a little bit cooler, you know, okay. I can, I can get into that at Disney. That sounds awful. Yeah. It, it was okay. It wasn't the best one I ever had, but could you imagine like, if you want to talk about losing weight, like what, what you could do, the amount of steps you take at Disney, if you, for forego the pop like we said it's overpriced and you don't want to use the, the cups but you just drink water you walk around and you just eat scraps how much weight you would lose in a week by the time you get home nate and i've talked about we should do an episode on how to diet at disney because you can i mean there's ways to diet okay at disney. hang on i actually wonder this with 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 ryan where could we do like a biggest loser disney world edition Ooh. where you weigh in beforehand and then you do not even like diet. You just do like normal, like Ryan was saying, you, you know, eat normal meals and normal snacks, but just the amount of like walking around that you do, I've how much weight would you lose? I have never come back from Disney where I've weighed more. Even with all the overeating that I do, I have never come back from Disney where I've weighed more because the amount of calories you're burning when you're out and about and just being in the Florida sun and all the water you're drinking. I mean, you're, you're doing everything right from that perspective. So, yeah. Yeah. But if you cut the pop out and just well, I drink diet, I mean, diet doesn't have any know, calories. So, yeah, still carbonation in a way. But like but to your again, to your point, I think maybe when I weighed in, I weighed in before I left. And when I came home, I think it was maybe a pound and a half over what I was. Mm. So like I was content with it because I, I didn't hold back on certain things. Yeah. But the, the other thing I want to bring up really quick um, was, and you might be shocked at this, Casey, uh, after doing it in 19 and not doing it this time and walking around, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo, uh, the boutique. I, I, I think it's a waste of money. 
because the simple fact that is it awesome to see your child get made up and turn into a princess? Yes. Is it cool? You get to take the dress home. Absolutely. But going back to the face paint and everything else, it stays like that for a couple hours. They want to take the dress off and then, you know, time is money. You're in there for however long it is. They might have a meltdown. If like when we went, my daughter got made up, my son didn't want to be knighted. So then he had to wait. And so it's just one of those, Possibly could be a waste of money type deals. Again, yeah. you look at it the same way as, as the glow sticks. Is it a once in a life and lifetime opportunity? Probably, but I wouldn't do it again. No, I think that's the key is that's, I think one of those do it once, but then it's not a repeatable, like, Oh my gosh, every time we go down, we need to do this. As somebody who has sold those dresses, as somebody who knows how much those dresses cost outside of that boutique, whether you buy them at a target or Walmart or wherever, and the amount of money that is spent for what you just said, Rye is a couple of hours of an experience at most. I, I'm with you. I mean, again, but I'm also not a parent, so it's hard for me to give it, you know, one way or another personally though, you know, I watched Lily do it and I was, it was cool watching Lily, but I also know three hours later, she was ready to put her gym shoes on and about two hours right. after that, she was ready to change into whatever the outfit was. Like she was done with the dress because it's hot and it's scratchy and it's polyester and the glitter goes everywhere. Like it's at a certain point, you know, it doesn't last very long. So, you know, you could bring your own princess dress from home and dowel your your kid up um in the room before you head out and you're going to get the same remarks from part guests and from cast members hi princess oh you look so great whether you go to the boutique or not i think that's the key is like i could i could simulate a bippity boppity boutique experience at home yep i'm sure i could find a local hairdresser or someone like that that would give my kid the royal treatment so to speak and uh, I get it's not Disney. Disney does it better. But I, I just I'm looking at that go, OK, if Disney does it this level and I can do it to this level, that's really not that much of a gap not I can, for that price. Like, so not, <laughs> not for the price. Whereas there are certain things like if I were to try to build a roller coaster in my backyard. Yeah, the the the, the careful the Ron gap, DeSantis might come try to regulate you. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the gap of experience would be very large. Um, you know, so as we close out, um, you know, what I find really ironic is that none of us, not one of us said genie plus or lightning lane on this list. Okay. Well, I'm glad you brought that up. I was, I wanted to close out before we got off the podcast, because I think first off, I love it. It's called genie plus. I, I don't know if, if just because Aladdin was, you know, early 90s and I know they had the, the reboot, you know, the, the live action one. It bothers me because I was a huge Genie fan, still am. I sent you that picture. I saw a Genie Pez dispenser mm-hmm. at the mall the other day and I almost bought it just because it had the Genie on it. I love it. They're embracing Genie. Why don't they have a um, Prince Ali parade at Disney World or... You ain't never had a friend like me type thing in the parade. Well, they did. They did back when Disney came out in the nineties, there actually was a whole Aladdin parade that took place at Hollywood studios when the, when it was relevant. Um, I just, I think it's because it's not really relevant anymore. And there's so many, if you think about it, our generation grew up on Aladdin and Lion King and beauty and the beast. Like that's the the Renaissance era era. It's hard to say this, but that was 30 years ago. Right. And and the generation now has Moana and Elsa and Encanto. But, 
and and Rapunzel. Rapunzel and Tiana, right? Those are the things that they know. But they but they rebooted it with the live action. So like at the time, like that would have been the prime time to bring it back. And you know, I don't know if, if they ever had live elephants walking down Main Street or whatever. But I mean, like really had Prince Ali and, and all that. Mm-hmm. I just think that would have been kind of cool. But to, to again to circle back to what you're saying with the Genie Plus app, at first I didn't think I was going to like it. But knowing what I was able to do that last day where we went to Magic Kingdom and then we park hopped over to the Hollywood, I wanted them to ride Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Whether or not they were going to truly enjoy it or not, we were there. Again, once a lifetime opportunity. Don't know when we're going back. I was willing to pay for it. Let's get you guys on the ride. And once I finally figured out how it works where you can stack every two hours, like I thought you just had to ride the rides. I didn't know you could stack them every two plus ride them mm-hmm. and keep checking in. So. I think it's done right because it cut down on the wait times and, you know, we got on pretty much everything went to ride. I remember when Genie Plus came out, Matt, and the question was, would would people who are not Disney enthusiasts like us be willing to pay for this, this ability to skip ahead? Ryan is the prime example. He After after seeing it in action, it is worth it. Now, I would say if I'm going for eight days, I may not buy it every single day. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but for a day, for a couple days, it absolutely is worth it. Again, Ryan, your situation, perfect. Like we're we're hitting these things and we want to make sure that we get on them. And so we're I'm gonna I'm gonna fork over the money to do that. And that's absolutely worth an experience rather than either a missing out on the ride. I think that's 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 the difference with some of this, is with 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 some of the lightning lane things, if you don't pay for it, you don't go on the ride. So Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not pay for it or wait in a long line. It's either pay for it or don't go on for a couple of them. Yeah. Yeah. For a couple of them. Absolutely. The other thing too, though, to that point when people can counter argument here, the downside to genie plus is you're constantly on your phone. hundred percent, hundred percent, not only drain it, but like you just feel you're missing out on the, the, F- the FOMO. It's the fear of, well, I feel it's the opposite. You, you, not only are you missing out on the atmosphere, but when you're not on your phone, you feel like you're okay. What's the next attraction I could be looking at? Could I be somewhere else? And so you're down on your phone trying to figure out what that right. next thing is. It's that FOMO. I talked about that when we went last, when I went last year and Matt, it's yeah. like you, the, the fear of missing out. So Okay, the bartender is looking at us like you are half an hour over your limit here, folks. <laughs> well, you uh, tell the so. bartender really quick. One <laughs> final thing. One final thing, because I don't know the next I'll join you guys. Uh, if somebody was to bring up the photo pass, that's the biggest waste of money. They would be absolutely wrong. That is probably the most value for your buck. You know, where you're present with your family, you're present with uh, anybody that you're with, because you don't have to worry about getting the photos. They go right to your phone. They scan it, and then they're high quality images. Yep. Make a scrapbook out of it. So anybody that's on the fence about that, I've done it twice now. I'd I'd pay double. Sorry, Disney. Don't don't d- double charge. <laughs> I would pay don't double. Give Disney. Shh, Disney listens to this podcast. <laughs> uh, but no, it's just it's it's that worth it because again, FOMO, whatever you want to call it, you're present with everybody. You don't have yes. to worry about it. And and. and and we made sure we stopped at different photographers throughout the parks just to get different shots as all well. The char- sure we- all the character know. meet and greets alone are worth it. Then you add in the ride photos, which you get with Genie Plus, which are fine. But then just any picture in front of any of the uh, of the of the icons, it, it makes it and all the magic shots and the trick shots they do. I mean, it's totally worth it. So. Okay, so it is closing time. Let's run through how to get a hold of us. First of all, do you agree with our list? Did we miss something? Is there something on our list where you're going, no, no, of course you got to buy that. I, I don't know. It was a pretty comprehensive list. We had very little crossover. Between yeah, yeah, very us, little crossover. Which is rare. So uh, if you want to get a hold of us, 
www.sorcererenetwork.com. Check out our website. I just updated it today. So everything is up to date as of the 30th of April. You can email us at beersandears1928 at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Beers and Ears Podcast. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at beersandears1928. If you're looking to plan your trip, I would love to help you with that. Head over to www.caseywoolley.com. That's C-A-S-E-Y. W-O-O-L-E-Y.com. You can fill out the Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Universal Studios planning blueprints. And I can help you plan your trip. It doesn't cost you anything extra, but you get my years of expertise. In fact, if you book a summer 2023 trip right now through September 30th, and you book it by May 18th, I'll throw in an extra $25 uh, Disney gift card for you as a thank you for allowing me to plan your trip for you. Other than that, uh, rate and review us. Five stars, five stars. Right, Matt? Yes, absolutely. Please. And uh, Ryan, thank you for joining us yet again for another wonderful episode. Any final words on your part? Uh, No, other than, you know, not just because you're my brother. I use Casey for my my travel and going to business this time, as we already talked about. You know, he was able to crunch the numbers. We got an extra day at the park, in our hotel, and for $200 more than what it would have cost me to come home and with a disgruntled family at three o'clock in the morning on the way to the airport so uh it's very well worth your your time and efforts just to reach out let them quote you i mean worst worst is going to happen is he quotes you builds you something and you're like you know what i i, I don't want to go through but you know it's nothing out of your pocket it's it's his time so definitely use them it's it's well worth the money and if you know anyone who's looking to go to disney as well and you refer them my way i'll send you a 25 dollars disney gift card as well so All right, Matt, let's go ahead and raise our glasses. This episode has been on us. We will see you again real soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.